the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on podcasts, on Facebook, on YouTube, on TalkLawRadio.com. Today, I'm going to be talking about a recent court case that's been decided in Alabama that held that an embryo is a minor child. Someone broke into a freezer holding frozen embryos, The embryos were destroyed, and the parents sued the facility for wrongful death of their minor children, which, again, were embryos. This is a special bonus edition of Talk Law Radio, where we dive deep into the details of a court case that the mainstream media isn't talking about. This is a case uh, brought by LePage and Fonda versus Center for Reproductive Medicine, P.C., and Mobile Infirmary Association, doing business as Mobile Infirmary Medicine Center, and a scene versus Center for Reproductive Medicine, PC, and Mobile Infirmary Association, same defendants. So you can hear this on the radio on Sunday afternoons, or you can listen on podcasts, or you can watch on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and find the magnifying glass and type in Talk Law Radio and search for the Lady Justice logo in the red, white, and blue colors. Then click the subscribe button, and if you want to receive alerts when new episodes are dropped, you can also click the little bell. Okay. Oh, I also wanted to mention I'm recording on Friday, February 23rd, and this is a significant date in history because this is when the Battle of the Alamo started. And so just to see if anybody's listening, I'm going to give away a hat that has a picture of the silhouette of the Alamo uh, that says, Remember, underneath, I found this hat. Uh, It's being produced by a publication called The Texan. And so if you text me, if you're the first one to text Todd at 210-538-4770, 210-538-4770, I will mail the first person a hat that says, Remember the Alamo. So the Battle of the Alamo occurred from February 23rd to March 6th, 1836. 
And the reason this is significant was because of the resolve of the Texans. Even though they lost, they still won in the end, didn't they? Okay, let's go back to the court case. This was uh, a case in the Alabama Supreme Court, and the issue is whether Alabama's Wrongful Death of Minor Act, Section 6-5-391, Alabama Code 1975, contains an unwritten exception to the rule for extrauterine children. Extrauterine children are unborn children located outside of a biological uterus at the time of death. Another way of saying it is whether there exists an unwritten exception to that rule for unborn children who are not physically located in utero, that is, inside a biological uterus at the time that they are killed. The defendants argue that this court should recognize such an exception because they say an unborn child ceases to qualify as a child or person if that child is not contained within a biological womb. Interesting, isn't it? So what happened is that there were these frozen embryos uh, located in this facility. They call it a cryogenic nursery. And uh, when, when the thief attempted to take the frozen embryos, it was so cold it burned this person's hand and the embryos were dropped and destroyed. And the, the parents, the people that created these embryos uh, with their genetic material, sued for wrongful death. So the law here is Alabama's Wrongful Death of Minor Act, Section 6-5-391, Alabama Code 1975. First enacted in 1872, the Wrongful Death of a Minor Act allows the parents of a deceased child to bring a claim seeking punitive damages when the death of a minor child is caused by the wrongful act, omission, or negligence of any person, providing they do so within six months of the child's passing. The act does not define either child or minor child, but the Alabama Supreme Court held in an earlier case uh, named Mack versus Carmack in 2011 that an unborn child qualifies as a minor child under the act regardless of that child's viability or stage of development. The Supreme Court also cited another case called Hamilton versus Scott, which was a 2012 case explaining that Alabama's Wrongful death statute allows an action to be brought for the wrongful death of any unborn child. So what do you think? Do you think that embryos should be defined as minor children, or is this something else? Would you define it in a different way? Is it uh, not a child because it wasn't born yet? It's an interesting question. I, I can't answer this for you. I'm just here to help you analyze the law. And we're analyzing Alabama law, even though we're in Texas, because I'm going to talk about next week uh, what Texas law is on embryos and artificial insemination and in vitro fertilization. 
So there's a lot going on here. More and more people are using this method to have children. And if you're one of those people, this is a hidden legal issue blind spot that you need to know by listening to me talk about it on the radio. The court in Alabama, the Supreme Court of Alabama, talked about uh, how the dictionary defines child as an unborn or recently born person. So they they used uh, the Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary. They used the Oxford English Dictionary. The Oxford English Dictionary defined a child as an unborn or newly born human being, fetus, infant. That was from 1989. Webster's Third New International Dictionary from 2002 defined child as an unborn or recently born human being. And what's interesting to me is that the judge who wrote this opinion and the court say that there is simply no patent or latent ambiguity in the word child. It is not a term of art and contains no inherent uncertainty. So, like I always do, I poll my neighbors and friends and co-workers, and I asked them, is a frozen embryo alive? And so let's, let's uh, look at what some of those people told me. The Alabama Supreme, here's my premise. The Alabama Supreme Court has ruled that frozen embryos can be considered children under state law. A decision critics said could have sweeping implications for fertility treatment in the state. The decision was issued in a pair of wrongful death cases brought by three couples who had frozen embryos destroyed in an accident at a fertility clinic. Justices, citing anti-abortion language in the Alabama Constitution, ruled that an 1872 state law allowing parents to sue over the death of a minor child applies to all unborn children regardless of their location. So I ask the question again. Is a frozen embryo alive? If so, I don't know how it stays alive. I'm not a doctor or a scientist. Um, If you know the answer, text Todd at 210-538-4770. And by the way, it's okay to disagree with uh, what some of my listeners will say or even what I will say. Uh, All I ask is that you be respectful and, and show some Uh, dignity by not saying nasty things on social media. So uh, one San Antonian said, good question. I don't think we should be playing with the freezing of embryos. Uh, Another listener from out of town said, I'm probably not smart enough to be the one to define alive. My perspective on most issues is like that of Everlast. You never really know what it's like until you have to choose. There are a lot of people in this country that feel like they should be making decisions for the rest. I wouldn't feel at all bad terminating a frozen embryo, but this case now probably makes it murder if a couple doing in vitro fertilization has five embryos frozen and the first one takes and they terminate the rest. Seems wrong. So those are just some comments I received uh, from lay people about what they think, uh, whether a frozen embryo is alive or not. 
So let's go back to what the court said. The court also cited Blackstone's commentaries. If you know me, I have also cited Blackstone's commentaries. It was the leading authority on common law from England. And Blackstone said that the rights of unborn children were grouped with the rights of persons consistently described unborn children as infants or children and spoke of such children as sharing in the same right to life that is inherent by nature in every individual. That's in the first of William Blackstone's commentaries on the laws of England, section 125-26.6. They even said, the, this is the uh, Alabama Supreme Court said, even the United States Supreme Court recent observation that as far back as the 18th century, the unborn were widely recognized as living persons with rights and interests. That's quoted from Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health from 2022. Alabama Supreme Court also cited their own constitution, Article 1, Section 36.06b, of uh, 2022, which acknowledges, declares, and affirms that it is the public policy of this state to ensure the protection of rights of the unborn child in all manners and measures lawful and appropriate. That section, which is titled Sanctity of Unborn Life, operates in this context as a constitutionally imposed canon of construction directing courts to construe ambiguous statutes in a way that protects the rights of the unborn child equally with the rights of born children whenever such construction is lawful and appropriate. What do you think? Let's listen to another comment about whether a frozen embryo is alive. Here's a local who says, first off, I'm assuming that the prosecutor is not pursuing murder or manslaughter or even negligent homicide. Tough call, but I have to go with an unemotional no. Do they have value? Yes, of course. Hard to create, expensive, I hear, and difficult to replace. Let's posit all that. Then let an arbiter, judge, or jury decide if they are considered priceless assets, and assess a value accordingly as damages. As much as we'd like to have an uncertain future made certain, depending on the methodology used to create them, survival of the thawing process is as low as 85%, and any pregnancy has risks not just to the infant but also the mother to carry to term. So I thought that was interesting I didn't have any idea what the thawing process would be like. And so if, if the uh, embryo is not guaranteed to be alive or intact or, or whatever, there's only an 85% survival rate, then how could you say that uh, a destroyed embryo had value? I'm just asking the question, Just trying to provoke some thought here. Uh, This individual goes on to say, I was always told that the law is less about what could or might have been and more about what is or was in fact. 
emotion-based laws are problematic, in my humble opinion. Let's go back to the court case. The, the judge said, this court's precedents do not compel creation of an unwritten exception for extrauterine children. It is wrong to assume that the prospect of civil liability for the mishandling of embryos necessarily raises the specter of criminal liability for the same conduct. So the defendants argued that the criminal statute would be different. Uh, Going back to the the comment I just read about uh, whether this would be a crime for homicide, well, the defendants said that the, the result would be different that this this person who attempted to steal the embryos would not be probably charged with homicide, um, but they are being charged with uh, negligence and wrongful death, which is money damages. And so how can those two be inconsistent? Uh, shouldn't they be the same? And the court says they don't have to be the same because the criminal laws are different than the civil laws. And the court goes on to say the defendant's public policy concerns cannot override the statutory text. It said, treating extrauterine children as children for purposes of wrongful death liability will substantially increase the cost of IVF in Alabama and could make cryogenic preservation onerous. The plaintiffs alleged that the center for keeping these uh, cryogenically frozen embryos cold was obligated to keep the nursery secured and monitored at all times. But this is what happened. A patient at the hospital managed to wander in the center's fertility clinic through an unsecured doorway. The patient then entered the cryogenic nursery and removed several embryos. The sub-zero temperatures at which the embryos had been stored freeze-burned the patient's hand, causing the patient to drop the embryos on the floor, killing them. So the plaintiffs brought suit for damages. They also, in the alternative, alleged uh, common law claims of negligence. Um, But the court bases their decision on this statute that says that uh, a parent can bring a lawsuit for wrongful death against uh, someone who causes the death of a minor child. And at the trial level, uh, the defendants uh, moved to dismiss, and the trial court granted that motion. And so the, uh, the plaintiffs had to appeal. I wanted to define some of these terms um, and delve into the science just a little bit. Um, this isn't my uh, bread and butter area of law, and so I wanted to uh, refresh my memory about some things. So they said an embryo, if properly safeguarded, could remain alive in a cryogenic nursery indefinitely, several decades, perhaps longer. Now, if you do more research on that, you'll find that usually people don't keep them for that long. Uh, I heard that one agreement with a a cryogenic center would keep them for five years. 
I also wanted to define extrauterine child again. Uh, that's an unborn child located outside the biological uterus. And I really liked that term cryogenic nursery uh, because it, nursery doesn't really sound like a, a clinical institution like they were probably kept at. But it's designed to keep extrauterine embryos alive at a fixed stage of development by preserving them at an extremely low temperature. So that was just interesting to me that they were, because of the cold temperature, preserved at a fixed stage of development. And I just wonder, how does that affect people later on when they're growing up or when they're adults? If at all, I don't know the science behind it. So I also had to be reminded of IVF you know, because I don't, I don't deal with these terms every day. Uh, in vitro fertilization is where doctors are able to help pl- the plaintiffs here conceive children by joining the mother's eggs and the father's sperm in vitro, which means outside the mother's body. And here's something interesting. All parties to the case agreed that an unborn child is a genetically unique human being whose life begins at fertilization and ends at death. The parties further agree that an unborn child usually qualifies as a human life, human being, or person, as those words are used in ordinary conversation and in the text of Alabama's wrongful death statutes. That is true, as everyone acknowledges, throughout all stages of an unborn child's development, regardless of viability. So that last sentence, again, caused me to pause because it, it sounds like a generalization. I'll read it again. It says, It is true, as everyone acknowledges, throughout all stages of an unborn child's development, regardless of viability. I think if you just poll everyone in the United States, that there would be widely differing views on whether that was true whether that uh, a fetus or an unborn child is a person or a human being. When I was at St. Mary's in law school um, 20 years ago, uh, somebody told me that the uh, abortion was okay because it was just a glob of cells that could be disregarded. That was just her opinion, though. Let's go back to text Todd and see what some other people, how they felt about whether the frozen embryo was alive. Uh, This individual says, definitely not. This is all political. The 1872 law, this new ruling was partially based on, never defined minor child and is being stretched from the original intent to cover frozen embryos. There are similar old laws on the books in other jurisdictions, but I think it's telling that no court anywhere in the country at any time has reached the conclusion that the Alabama court reached. This is just from a legal standpoint. I think once you start discussing long-term societal effects, it becomes a completely different conversation. Here's another one. 
I believe every unborn life is a human being. Every human life begins as an embryo. Before birth, all human beings bear the image of God, and their lives cannot be destroyed without effacing his glory. Here's another one. I asked, is a frozen embryo alive? And this person says, that's the wrong question. Does life begin at conception is a better question, and clearly yes. So if an intervening force came in and caused freezing, that doesn't change the truth of the first statement. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Okay, just uh, to wrap up, uh, the court also considered this constitutional amendment regarding the sanctity of life. That's in the Alabama Constitution. It said, This state acknowledges, declares, and affirms that it is the public policy of this state to recognize and support the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children, including the right to life. That's from Article 1, Section 36.06a of the Alabama Constitution from uh, 2022, sometimes referred to to as the Sanctity of Unborn Life Amendment. So then one of the justices went on to define the meaning of sanctity. At the time 36.06 was adopted, sanctity was defined as, one, holiness of life and character, godliness, uh, the quality or state of being holy or sacred, inviolability, sacred objects, obligations, or rights. So I thought that was interesting, too, that the court would go into that. And uh, I was reading uh, some comments on Twitter X, and one person was so upset. Uh, But I have to stop there. Again, I'm Todd Marquardt. It's Talk Law Radio. I'll talk to you later. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.